Gemara Erubin has been sponsored by Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife Celia for their success, for their children's success, health, happiness, beracha, parnasav, atzlaha, bechol Today's Gemara has been dedicated Le'ilun Nishmat Hayim Ben Sarah, Victor Shem Tov. Uh, that uh, passed away an untimely death. Tihi zichro baruch. This was dedicated by his family. Tihi nishmatot seruram b'sora hayim. Amen. Today's daf is being studied. The ilu nishmat acham baruch Rafael ben Miriam and Abraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem tanihem began Eden. Amen. We are starting on lamid alef amud bet. And we are starting on the bottom line. Uh, we said yesterday a principle that if you send your eruv uh, with, let's say, a katan, and you uh, designate that somebody will go pick it up from the katan and place it in the proper spot, the Gemara said you could assume that that fellow will pick up the eruv. Because the principle says, Hazaka shaliyah shalihuto. That a hazaka tells us that a shaliyah, when he's designated for a certain job, he will execute. Mm-hmm. So the Gebaran says now, Amar of Nachman, Beshel Torah in Hazaka shaliyah shalihuto. Which means, when it comes to a Torah law, then we don't rely on hazaka that he executed the shalihut. Until we know for a fact that he did it. Which means, on Torah with Mahmir. Now, only when it comes out a Humrah. Which means, if it's a stringency, we're going to say that he didn't do the uh, Shilihut. We have to actually know it firsthand. However, Bishel Sofrim, when it comes to a Dirabbanan, for example, like the case of Eruv, which is Dirabbanan, Hazaka Shaliyah Hoseh And therefore, we, even if we're not sure if it was done or not, once already he says he's going to do it, you could assume that it is done. And that she says on top, And even if he doesn't do it, It's not so stringent. Which is only Yisud Rabbanan. That's the opinion of Rav Nachman. Rav Sheshat says, whether it's Isur Torah or Isud Rabbanan, you still have the same Hazakah that the Shriya is Oseh, Shriya Torah. It's an interesting Shita of the Tosafot over that says in the name of Dedi, uh, he says that when do we say Hazakah Shriya Oseh Shriya that's only in a place... That if he doesn't do the shilihut, the mishalaya is going to come to sin. Then Rav Sheshat says that we have a hazakah. Which means, by him doing the shilihut, he's stopping the one that sent him from making a sin. Then you can assume he did it. But otherwise, in a case where it's Isur Torah, and at no ramifications of the mishalaya coming to sin, Rav Sheshat will agree... In Hazakash, uh, so Tosfot throws in that condition. Harambam, however, does not make that stipulation. Harambam holds that in all cases, according to Rav Sheshad, Ben Isur Torah, Ben Isur Rabbanan, whether the Mishalei is going to be uh, transgressing a sin or not, doesn't matter. Hazakash, Shleiah, Oseh, Shleiah. So it's a very important Mahlokit of Nachman and Rav Sheshad. 
Amar Rav Sheshat, Rav Sheshat says, Mina Amina La. How do I know what's my source? Which means, how do I prove it to you that Midoraita, we say, Shaliyah Oseh Shlihuto Ditnan. We have a Mishnah. Now let's review some of the rules of the Omer. We know that on the second day of Pesach, in the Beit HaMikdash, there was a special Korban, it was called Korban HaOmer. <clears throat> now what was the significance of this Korban? Now all the new crop that was uh, grown, had grown from before the second day of Pesach, so that crop is forbidden to eat. That wheat is called Hadash. The Gemara is going to tell us that the new crop is Asur Minat Torah until the second day of Pesach that they bring this special Korban called Korban Omer. Once they bring it, all that crop now becomes permissible. Now any new crop that grows after the second day of Pesach, so already you can't eat it until the next Pesach when they bring the Korban Omer. So now we're going to discuss... The people in Yerushalayim, so they know exactly at what time of the day the Qurban al was brought, so they can, you know, know when they're allowed to eat the wheat. However, what about the people that are far away from Yerushalayim? How do they know what time they can start eating their hadash? Uh, so Gibra says, Ditnan. Mishikarava Omer, once the Quranim bring the Qurban al on the second day of Pesach, Hutar hadash miyad. Of course, the hadash, the new crop, the new wheat becomes permissible immediately, no matter what time he brings it. They are hokim, but the people that are far, which is they don't know exactly when the Kohanim brought the Qurban Omer, mutarim mechatsotayom vailach. So they're permissible to eat uh, the hadash from midday and on. Which means, you could assume that the Kohanim executed their uh, mission, and therefore from Hatzot, from midday on, the assumption is they brought the Qurban, even though you don't know for a fact, and therefore you can eat it. So Rav Sheshat now brings his proof. The Isur to eat Hadash is Isur min Torah. Veketani and it says, Harhoki mutari mehatsotayom vailach. And the Rehokim are permissible to eat it from when? From midday. Why? Lad mishum hazaka shaliya osesh liyoto. Because must be we have a hazaka that we say what? By Hatsot. The Kohanim, for sure, they're our agents, and therefore, for sure, they executed and they did it. Now, even though this is Isur Torah, we have a Hazakah, which means, how could you allow them to eat at Hatzot? Maybe the Kohanim didn't bring it. And I assume what? That, no, they did bring it. Let's read Rashi. Second line, Harhokim Yerushalayim, She'enam Yod'imim Adayin Kareva Omer, right, they don't know if the Omer was brought yet, Mutarim Mehatsotayom, Alma, Samchina Na Kohanim She'en Shiluhenu, we rely on the Kohanim that are our agents, Ve'adish Li'otayu Mekarmele, so that's Rav Sheshat's proof that even in the Torah law, you assume even without knowing that what? That he did it. So comes the Gemara and says, the Rav Nachman, how is Rav Nachman going to answer this? Hatam kedekthani ta'ma. says, no, the reason is stated over there. Nefi sheyodin she'en bedin mit'atzlin bo. Which means, Rav Nachman says, no, over there, 
somebody was overseeing the Kohanim, uh-huh. meaning Bed Din was in the Bet HaMikdash, and they were making certain that the Korban HaOmer was brought, which is really Hazakah, Shaliyah, and the Torah, you cannot rely on them. But this case over was different. You had the Bet Din on top of them making sure that they brought it. So therefore it is, uh, we're not relying on the Shaliyah, we're relying on Bet Din. I want you to Bet Din is a different, uh, a different story. So the Gemara says, the Ika de Amri. Some have this uh, uh, conversation that we just said from from the Omer with a different uh, version. Amar Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman said, Mina Amina La. How do I know that when it comes to a uh, a Torah law, we do not rely on a Shaliyah? He says, "Diktani because we know that Bedin is not lazy. Meaning, Bedin is going to enforce, make sure the Kohanim bring the korban. Ah, Bedin That's only because Bedin is there to make sure that they're not going to see that doesn't happen. However, Hashaliyah. But if it was relying on the Shaliyah alone, the Shaliyah himself you can't trust. Which is the only reason why the Mishnah said over there, the guys on Arafah can eat at Hatzot, is because Betin, implying that what if Betin wasn't there, you cannot trust the Shaliyah. And what is Rav Sheshat going to say? That Rav Sheshat, Amar Lecha, Betin ad palge de Yoma, Shaliyah to the Yoma. Rav Sheshat answers like this. All Bet Din does for us is, since they're going to motivate them and they're going to be on top of them, so they're going to cause the Kohanim to bring it earlier. That's why the people that are far already can eat the Hadash at Hatzot. Meaning, if Bet Din wasn't there, then the assumption is they'll do it, but you wouldn't be allowed to eat it until the end of the day. Which means really even on Isur Torah, Shaliyah, Oseh but when, you have to assume that the last time possible. Which means, let's say, at my sunset, you could assume that it was done. The Hidush by Qurban Omer is, you can even assume that it was done earlier at Hatzot. Why? Because you have Betin on top of them. But you have a proof also that in the Torah... You do say Hazakah or Shlichoto. It's just in Omer we pushed up the thought that they even do it earlier. But regularly you have Kuleyumah. You have the whole day to assume that it was done. Come the Gemaran says, Amar Rav Sheshat, Rav Sheshat is now going to bring another proof. That how do we know, Minhat Torah, in the Torah law, Hazakah or Shlichoto. So now we discuss the case of a lady that gave birth or a zava. Both have something in common. That after they become purified, she's a lady after 40 days or after 80 days, depending if she had a boy or a girl, she has to go bring korbanot into the Beit HaMikdash. One of the korbanot she brings is birds. Kinim. For that matter, a zava. That's a lady that had a Tumah that came out of her body, after she counts seven clean days, she also has to go to the Beit HaMikdash and bring the Korban. She goes to the Mikveh and she brings the Korban. So now, the Gemara says how it was done. The Tanya, we have a Braita. Ha'isha, sheyesh aleha leda. She has on her an obligation to bring the Korban leda, of after birth. Or ziva. Or she had a ziva 
Right? She had a flow, and therefore now she's pure. Has to bring the korban. ma'ot. So she cannot bring the korban. A lady doesn't bring the korban itself. Who brings the korban for her? The kohen. What does she do? She pays for it. So she would bring the money to the Benta Mikdash. Venotenet beshofar. They had like shofarot. Those were like um, funnels where they used to put the money for the korban. So there was a special uh, box, we'll call it, a shofar. And it said on it, kinim. These were special for the people that were obligated to bring the the birds. So what does the lady do? She comes to the Benta Mikdash. She drops the coins in the shofar. And now what were the kohanim supposed to do? Every day... They would have to go see, you know, the monies that were in there, and they would have to bring korbanot for all those people. Now it says, Vitovelet, after she puts the money in the shofar in the Beit HaMikdash, she goes to the Mikveh, And now already, she's able to eat Kadashim, which means she's allowed to eat things that are sanctified. Normally when somebody's Tame'ah, she cannot eat uh, Kadashim. She wants to eat Tirumah and things like that. Or let's say Korbanot. She's Temeah. Now, the question is, how do you know that the Kohen brought her Korban? She put it in the afternoon. She went to the Mikveh. Maybe the Kohen didn't get around to bringing the Korban. Now, if the Korban wasn't brought yet, she is forbidden to eat Kadashim. So how could we allow her to eat Kadashim? My Tama, what's the reason? Lad Mishum de Amrinan Hazaka Shalia Oseshli Oto. Because you have to say that what? Hazaka the Kohen executed his uh, his job. He must have emptied out the uh, shofar, took out all the money, and brought the Korbanot. Let's look at Rashi. Ma'ot. Demesh Torim. Okay, that's the money of the shtet turim, the two turtle doves that she has to bring. Venotenet b'shofar shekatuv alad kinin. And on that box in the Beit Hamikdash, it said on it, birds. Shesham notin maot kinin choba. Like it says in Masechet Shekalim, there were thirteen different shofarot for the different korbanot. Vetovelet ditnan haolel vamehosar kipurim serichim tibilal akodesh. Which means the law says that in order to eat kodesh. It's not enough to bring the korban, but she has to go to the mikveh. The ocheret bekadashim la'erev, and she can eat that night already kadashim korbanot alma hazaka koanim osin shliyutan. Now who il vadavar talui bahen? Because the whole thing is dependent on the koanim. Why she had nashim sumchot alehen? The ladies are relying on them. Shelo yaavod ayom ad shiknu kinim. Right? They're relying on them that they're going to buy the birds bechol maot shemoto shafar. They're going to empty out all the monies. Viyakribu kadeshlo yichu anashim kadeshim betumat aguf shu bekaret. And because if they eat kadeshim without bringing that korban, tumat it's punishable by karet. So therefore, what do you rely on? Hazaka. So that's the proof to Rav Sheshat. Comes the Gemara and says, "V'Rav Nachman, how does Rav Nachman answer this? Hatam Kiderav Shemayeh, Kiderav Shemayah. This is following the opinion of Rav Shemayah. The Amar of Shemayah, Hazaka, and Bet Din Shel Kohanim Omdim Misham, Ad Shichlu Kol Maot Sheva Shofar. There's Bet Din in the Bet Hamikdash that is watching over the Kohanim to make sure that by the end of the day." That shofar is emptied of all its money and all the korbanot were brought. So therefore, really, you wouldn't trust the shaliyah. Only because you have a betin overseeing them. So that's why they are trusted.
comes the Gemara and says. <coughs> so again, it's not the Hazaka of the Shaliyah, it's Hazaka of Beddin. Gemara continues. Amar of Sheshat mina amina la. How do I know that the rule is? That even by Isud de Oraita, Hazaka, Shaliyah, Osesh, Lichuto, Detanya, we have a Braita. Haomer, the Haverog, guy tells his friend, Go to my fig tree and collect an undefined amount of figs as much as you want. So if he wants to eat them, meaning in a temporary measure, <coughs> meaning not a fixed Shi'ur, like a snack, so the Alakha says it is permissible, he doesn't even have to take the Ma'asrut. However, if he's going to eat shiud keva, then he's obligated to take maaser. He's going to have to take maaser certain, meaning vaday definitely. Why? Because since the one that gave him the permission to take from the figs did not give him a shiud, so therefore he could not have taken maaser for him because he did not know how much he's going to collect. So therefore the collector has to take maaser vaday only when he wants to eat shiud keva. Now, this is only talking because they were not yet finished in its process. Which means they weren't collected, piled, etc. Once they're piled, then already you cannot even eat shi'ur aray. The only reason we're letting them eat shi'ur aray is just picking them off the tree so the hayuv of ma'asot from the Torah doesn't come on. So Hakamim said shi'ur aray you can eat. But once you want to eat shi'ur keva, then already the Hakamim said you have to take ma'asir. And in this case, he's going to have to take ma'asir vadai because you cannot assume that the Malabayit did the ma'asir thing because he has no idea how much he took. However, in the second case, Malelecha kalkalaze te'enimimete'enati. If he says, fill this basket of figs from my fig tree, okhil mehen aray. Again, if he wants to eat aray, he has his uh, prerogative. Umasiran demai. In that case, he has to take Maaser, meaning Maaser Rishon for the Nevi, Maaser Ani for the Aniim. However, he takes it Misafik. Why does he take it Misafik? Because could be the Balabayit handled it for him. Why? Because since he knows how much it is, it's a, it's a basket full. Halakha says, even though the basket is not in front of the Balabayit, you're allowed to take Maaser from one area, to a different area. So he took the ma'asir in his house, he had produce. And he took ma'asir there to cover the basket. So therefore, we still say, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. So the collector has to take misafik. And then she does point out that even though he takes misafik, he can still eat the ma'asir rishon and the ma'asir uh, ani, because since it's not determined that it de- definitely belongs to the levi, so simply he cannot the Levi has really no claims until he brings a proof, and therefore he can actually eat it. In any event, the Gemara says, when is this talking about this case? Where it's talking about an Amaris, meaning that the Balabayat is an Amaris, and therefore you're not certain if he gave the Maaser or not. However, Abal Behaver. But if it was a Tamir Hakam that told you, fill up the basket, you can eat and you don't have to worry about Maasir, because you definitely assume that the Aver gave thee Maasir. So again, the whole difference is, is the giver an Ama'aris or a Tamir Hakam? If he's an Ama'aris, then you have to be concerned. Maybe he gave Ma'asir, maybe he didn't. So therefore you take Ma'asir, Misafik. 
We're only discussing the case where he told them basket. the basket. Take a defined amount in the basket. However, if the giver is a tamid hacham, you say for sure he handled it. What do you learn from over here? Hazaka shaliyah shlihuto, which means here he gave it to him, and what we're assuming that he. Executed. He took care of it. Even though he didn't designate him as a shaliyah. Kol sheken in the case where you designate a person to go do something for you, you can assume that he is going to execute. Here, there was the collector didn't tell the balabayit, give the ma'asir. And still, you can assume it was done. Kol sheken in the case where it was explicitly said, a shaliyah, certainly it was covered. So that's really the proof for... Rab Sheshat. In any event, the Brayta continues. Rabban Shemom Gamliel Omer. Rabban Shemom Gamliel says, "Bamedevamurim be'amaaris." When do we say this halacha? This is only talking about an amaaris meaning. When do we say that you have to take misafik? Like we said, when the amaaris is the balabai, so you're not sure if he gave the maaser or not. However, about behaver. But if the balabayit is a tamid hacham, eno ochel ad shi'asir, then you have to take ma'asir, you cannot eat it. He argues on Rabbi. Whereas Rabbi said, if it's a tamid hacham, you assume for sure he took ma'asir. Rabban Shemom says, no. If it's a tamid hacham, that's the balabayit, the assumption is he didn't. Why? The fishelon nechshedu haverim netrom menamukaf. Because Tamidah Achamim are not suspected to give Tirumot and Ma'asrot the wrong way. Why is this the wrong way? Because they don't have the goods in front of them. Halakha says that when you give the Ma'asrot, it has to be mukaf, meaning from something that is defined, it's in front of you. Here, they're giving Ma'asrot in their house to something that's in the field. Hakamim are not suspected to doing that. Therefore, the Mahlokut between Rabbi and Rashbag is when the Balabayit is a Hakam. Rabbi says when the Baalabai is Akan, that's better. He for sure is going to handle it. And therefore, you do not have to take the uh, Ma'asir. However, Rabbi Shemom says, no, that's worse. When it's a Tamir Akan, he definitely didn't take. Because Hakamim are not suspected to take from Namukaf. Amar Rabbi, so Rabbi said, regarding his father, Shita, his father was Rabbi Shemom Ben Gamliel. Nir'in debarai midibre abba. My words are more uh, seemingly than my uh, father. Why? Mutav shiyachshedu haverim netrom shedom and amukaf velo yaachilu la'ameha ares tevalim. Which means better that we should suspect the rabbis for taking teruman ma'asir shedom and amukaf better than giving an abba ares to eating tevel. Which means true. True, the rabbis over here are going to have to do something that might be isud. But you know what? There's a bigger isud over here that the Amahar is going to eat this uh, fruit over here without having any terumot uh, ma'asot taken. So they'd rather be over isud kal to save the Amahar is from isud hamur. Now, the Gebarah says, Ad kan, here's the proof now. Ad kan no panigi, no ma'alog between Rabbi. And Rashbag is what? Elademor Savar Nihshidu or Mor Savar Lo Nihshidu. 
Tomachlokit is do you suspect Arakami for taking something Shlom and Amukaf or not? But if it wasn't for that, everybody agrees. Which means the argument is not whether we uh, trust Arakam for executing that. For sure, the Arakam would execute. The only Shela is could he do it because <coughs> it's Shlom and Amukaf? <coughs> so that Sheshat brings. Proof positive in this case that if in the case over here where the Balabat was not designated to take the Masud and you assume that he did, Koshekin, if a Shiach was designated, he's going to execute. Then Abnachman says, No, Hatam Kidirav Hanina Hoza'a. The Amar of Harina Hoza'a. He says here the dynamics are different. The reason why you trust the Tamir Akam over here is, is because when he's giving you something to eat, we have a Hazakah that says he's not going to give you something to eat that is not mitukan, that is not fixed, because he does not want to be over on the Isur of Lifne'i Ver. Lifne'i Ver means you're not allowed to put a stumbling block in front of a blind person. If you're going to give him something that it's problematic for him to eat, so you stumbled him, you caused him to eat it. So that's why, according to uh, the dean over here, we said, he's going to take care of it. However, in the case of a shaliyah, when you tell a shaliyah to go do something from you, the shaliyah might come along and say, no, he's not relying on me, maybe he's going to take care of it himself. There's no isud uh, of lifna'i iver, and therefore when it comes to a shaliyah, could be the shaliyah will not... Execute. This case, he only executes because you have an ifni'ivet attached to it. If I don't execute, I'm going to have a isur amir. If the shaliyah doesn't execute, nothing happens to him. As a matter of fact, the shaliyah might say, you know what, he's telling me to do it, but really, he's going to take care of it himself. Therefore, you have no proof. Amar Mor, now we go back. Now we go back to analyze. Now we go back to analyze the case. Amar Mor, devarim amurim. When is the case talking about Be'ama'aris? Which means we talked about where the Ba'alabayit is an Ama'aris. Aval Be'haver, however, if the Ba'alabayit is a Tamir Hakam, Ochel, Ve'enu Sarik La'asir, Devre Rabbi. Okay? So comes the Gemara and says, Hai Ama'aris, Deka'amar Le'leman. Which means when the Baalabayit is an Ama'aris, who did he give the basket to? Which is, we only defined in the Braita one side, who the Baalabayit is. We never discussed who the collector is. So the Gemara is asking now, the Ama'aris that's giving the basket, who's he giving it to? So the Gemara says, If it means he's giving it to another Amaris, and what are we going to tell that second Amaris? We're telling him, listen, you better take Maasir Misafik because we don't trust the first guy because he's an Amaris if he gave. The Gemara says, Meet Sayyid. Is he going to listen? Which means you're telling Amaris number two that we don't trust Amaris number one. Therefore, you should take Mr. Fake. He'll come along and say, I trust him more than I trust you. Which means an Amaris not going to listen to the rabbis. When the rabbis tell him Amaris are not trusted, you're talking to an Amaris. 
I'm not trusted. I trust him more than I trust you. So therefore, that cannot be the, the case. Obviously, whenever the Gemara gives a deen, it's talking about people that are going to listen. So the Gemara says, Ela be'ama'aris te'kamar le'havir. So the case must be with the Amaris gave the basket to a Tamir Hakam. And therefore, what are we going to tell the Tamir Hakam? Listen, we don't know if this Amaris did the Ma'asrot or not. Therefore, you better take Ma'asir, Misafik. And of course, the Tamir Hakam will listen. Very good. But that's going to run into a problem the way the Sefa of the Braita reads. Why? Because it said in the Sefa, Nir'in devarai midivre abba. Rabbi said, my words seem more logical than my father's words. Why? It's better to suspect that what? Haverim will take. Shalom and Amukaf, the Maaser, the Al Yahilu, the Amaaris, Tevalin. In order that they're not going to let the Amaaris eat Tevet. So the Gemara says, Amehaaris, my Baihatam. We said over here now there's no Amaris, which means we just said over here that the case is talking about where the collector is a Haver. So what, what, what did Rabbi come along and explain the case that my logic makes sense because the Haver for sure is going to uh, take the Masod because he wants to save the Amaris, meaning Tevalim. We just said that the case is talking about where the collector is not an Amaris, he's a Haver. So the Gemara says, Amar Ravina Ravina said, Resha be'ama'ares she'amar le'haver. The Resha is talking about, where the Amar'ares gave it to the Haver, so therefore the Haver has to take Misafik. Sefa be'haver she'amar le'ama'ares, ve'haver aher shum'oh. The Sefa is talking about where the Haver was the Balabayit, and he gave it to an Amar'ares, Right? And another hacham heard the conversation. And therefore, what's the issue? The Gemara says, Rabbi Sabar, Oto Haver, that second Tamir hacham that overheard the conversation, Ochel ve'eno sarikh la'asir. He can eat straight. You know why? Devadai asuro ma'asir, au haver kama'alaveh. For sure, the first haver took ma'asir on the food. Why? Because he wants to take care of the Amaris. No, that that Tamir Hakam should not eat until Maasir was taken. Why? Even though there's an Amaris in the mighty Tivalim, the Haver is not going to take Tiruma and Maasir Shalom in a Mukaf when it's not in front of him. The Amar le Rabbi, so on that Rabbi said, Mutav Shiachedu Haverim Nitrom Shalom in a Mukaf, better they should suspect to do such an Isun of Shalom in a Mukaf, the Ali Achidu Ameharis Tevalim. Tadat Gibraz is Bemaika Mepagia. What's the base of their argument? Rav Savar Nihale le Haver, the Le'abid who is Surah Kilila. It's better for the Tamir Acham to make a Small issue like taking Tirumashlam and Amukah, Velo Labed Amaris and Suradabah, in order to stop the Amaris from making Surabab eating Tevin. The Rabban Shimon Gamliel Sabar, Nihalil Habed Labed Amaris and Suradabah. The Rabbi rather let the Amaris make an Isurabah, great Isur, Viu Afilu Isurak Kiriralo Alehman, and he won't even make a small Isur. Now, Tosafot does point out a <coughs> few issues over here. There we'll go, uh, Tosafot on the Amud Bed says, 
according to Rabbi. Rabbi says that the Tamir Hakam would rather make Isur Kal in order to stop the Amahas from making Isur Rabbah. That goes against what we learned in Masikha Shabbat. Masikha Shabbat, we had a case where a fellow went on Shabbat and he put, or before Shabbat, and he put a uh, piece of bread in the oven. Now it's baking. Now, if it stays in the oven and bakes over Shabbat, so now the guy is going to transgress in his suit of the Torah that he baked bread on Shabbat. So the question again is, can somebody else come before it gets baked and pull it out? Now, even though pulling out bread from an oven is Yisudah Rabbanan, do we say that it's permissible for a person to do Yisudah Rabbanan to save a person from Yisud? So the Gemara says, we don't say that. Therefore, you're not allowed to take out the, the bread. Uh, but over here, we see that according to the B, he's saying, no, better that I mean, Akam will make Yisud Kal in order to save the Amaharas from Yisud Hamur. How do you reconcile the two Gemariyot? So those four answers is different over here. Here, he gave him the fruit. And therefore, since he gave him the fruit, you have an issue of the Therefore, he feels responsible that if the Amaharas is going to eat it. In the case of the Masih and Shabbat, the guy went on his own and put the bread in the oven. I'm not responsible now to save a guy who went on his own uh, to actually make any sukkah to save him. Here, there's a bigger responsibility. Furthermore, the Tosfot Adamud Yishon had a question that you want to bring a proof of here of Sheshat. That you want to tell me Hazakah, that because we say that Tamir Hakam for sure gave the Ma'asir and therefore we seek in the case of Isu Torah that Hazaka says Teruma and Ma'asir on Perot is not Isu Torah it's only Midrabanan to take Ma'asir so what's your proof? You, you didn't bring me a proof from the Torah. So Tosfot says, since it's Shem Ma'asir, since the, the, it, it's under the category, it has its roots from the Torah, it's not a Drabanan that has no source from the Torah, it's source of Ma'asir from the Torah, therefore it has a deen like a Torah, law, even though technically it is rabbinical, therefore Rav Sheshat was able to bring a proof from such a case. Now let's just read the bottom Rashi on Lamid Bet, Together to get the conclusion of how to read this Braita. Resha diktani me'asran demai. The resha of the Braita that said that you take ma'asir demai is talking about the ama'aris de ka'amar le lehaver. That's the ama'aris, malabai, that gave the basket to the haver. Ve'achi ka'amar. And this is what the statement reads. When did we say that the collector has to take Ma'asir Misafek? Where the Ama'aris told him, go collect. Because you have to be in Safek, since the Ba'alabai is the Ama'aris, did he take Ma'asir or not? Aval. However, if it was the Haver, that's the Sefaf, the Haver told the Amaris, the Haver Ahir Shama Mimenu, and another Haver heard, which means the Sefa case was a Haver that told it to an Amaris, but there was a Haver that also heard. Demai, which means the Amaharis is not doing anything. So therefore we're not concerned about the Amaharis. The issue is, does the Haver have to do anything? So the Hadush is that the Haver does not have to do anything because he fixed it for the Amaharis. Again, the Enosik Lasir Demai, the Vadai Kevan, the Haver, 
ולוקט המאלס, חיישה נותן, נותן לסוספקטים דלא לכלינו בתמולאי ובתורם אף שלא מן המוקף, או קוראת לדוד עצב מוטב, שיחשדו אינת קייס. קאמס די גמרן, משנן קינטיניוס. נתנו באילן. If let's say you put your eruv in a tree, למעלה מעשרה תפחים, above ten תפחים, אין עירובו עירוב. His eruv is not considered an eruv. Now we're talking about over here a tree that says more than ten tefachim high and it's four tefachim wide. That has a din of a reshut hayachid, and therefore the halacha says the eruv that you make for your eruv tehomin has to be in a spot where you want to have your shivita. Meaning, a guy let's say wants to have his shivita in the shut rabim, so you have to put your eruv in that domain. Here, he didn't put the Eruv in the Rishut Rabim. He put his Eruv in a Rishut Hayakir on top of the tree. That is not considered. You need the guy and his Eruv to be in the same domain where the, where the Shivita is going to take place. Now, if it's less than 10 Tefahim, he put it on a low branch of the tree within 10 Tefahim of the Rishut Rabim. Eruv. Now, the Gemara will tell us why the Eruv is in the Eruv over here, because seemingly the tree also is a. Uh, when you have a tree that is um, ten tefachim high and four tefachim wide, but you placed it less than ten tefachim, that area has a din of a karmelit. So a karmelit is considered a separate reshut as well. So you're in the reshut rabim and your eruv is in the karmelit. How could that be a good eruv? Uh, the Gemara will explain. Netanobibor, if you place the eruv in a pit, afilu amok mea ama, even if the pit is deep, a hundred ama. And again, the Gemara is going to explain all the cases. Yativ Rabbi Chiyabar Abav Rabbi Asev Rabbi Bar Natan. Yativ Rav Nachman Gabayu. The rabbis were sitting, and Rav Nachman was with them. Yativ the Kaamre, and they sat and they said, "Hi Ilan the Kae Echa." The Ilan that we're talking about in the Mishnah that you made a difference if you placed the Eruv below ten Tefachim or above ten Tefachim. Where is this tree? Ilema if it's talking about where the tree is in the private domain, what is the difference where I put the Eruv? Even if I put the Eruv above 10, which means the whole entire tree is always considered and therefore it's considered when I made Shavita on Shabbat, I am in the same domain as my Eruv. Even is above 10. So why would the Mishnah say if you put it above 10, the Eruv is not an Eruv? Must be talking about that the tree is in the Rishut Rabim. So now the Gemara says, Where is he intending to make his Shivita? Where does he want his residency going into Shabbat? If his kavana is to be above, meaning the tree is ten high, four wide, and he wants to be above the ten mark, so again, it's considered that he and his eruv is in the same place, because he said his residency 
in the spot where his Eruv is, and therefore it is permissible. It's in the same spot where he wants to make his Shemitah. He wants the Shemitah to be in day, the Rishut Yahid, and that's where it is. It's above 10, so what, above 10 should be good. So the Gemara says, The problem is, he wants to have his Shemitah's residency in domain Rishut Rabim. Now what's the problem? And he's putting it above 10. When he puts it above 10, he puts his Ayruv in where Eideshut Hayahid. Now you have Hu b'makom echad, v'ayruvo b'makom achayir. One is in a, he wants his residency in the Shut Rabim. But he put in the place in the Shut Yahid. obviously on Shabbat, you cannot access such an Eruv, it's in a different domain. So we understand why Lemaal HaMarasara is not going to be good. The only question is, Lemaat HaMarasara, the Mishnah says, is okay. Now, Lemaat HaMarasara, the Gemara says, Ve'akamishtamesh be'ilan, which means, what do you mean? Still, to get to that Eruv, you are going to have to use the tree. And Hakamim forbade to use a tree on Shabbat, because maybe you're going to come and pull off a bread. So again, if you want to have your Shivita in the Yiddishut Harabim, and you put it on a tree less than Tantifahim, so therefore, true, it's not considered a Shuti Yahid that area, because it's less than 10 where you're putting it, but still, there's no way you can get to that Eruv, because you're not allowed to climb a tree. And furthermore, as she points out, that that area less than 10 has a din of a karmelit. And you also cannot go from a karmelit to a reshut arabim, and therefore it's considered you're in one area, and Ya'rub is in another area. So Gibra says, Le'olam dika'eb reshut arabim. Final answer, we're talking about the guy is in the reshut arabim, and the tree is in the reshut arabim. And he wants to make his shivita in the reshut arabim. That's why above 10 tefahim is no good, because his eruv is in a different domain. However, less than 10 is good. Are ah, you using the tree? So Gemara says, It's following the opinion of the bee that says, Meaning anything that's only isud in the banan, the rabbis did not forbid it, Meaning at twilight. When does the Eruv kick in? The Eruv kicks in at the onset of Shabbat, which is Ben Hashem Now, at Ben Hashem this Eruv was accessible, according to the B. Why? Because the way to get it is you have to climb on the tree. Climbing on the tree is only Yisud Rabbanat. Ben Hashem is no Yisud Rabbanat. For that matter, even if you want to say that the Lemata is a Karmelit, Karmelit to the Shutrim is also Yisud Rabbanat. So therefore the Eruv was viable at Ben Hashem because you could access it because the most Yisud over here is Yisud Rabbanat which does not apply. So therefore it's considered Hu Ve'eruvo Be'makom Echad. Amar Lehu Rav Nachman. So Rav Nachman told the rabbis that offered this explanation Yishan, meaning Hazak Mubaruch. They told them it's correct. Beautiful explanation to the Mishnah. Dechen Amar Shmuel Yishar. And Shmuel also said regarding this interpretation to the Mishnah, Yishar. That's the way they make the emendation in Agahot Abach. Amrule. So they told Rav Nachman. Right. That's the way the Agahot Abach says. Amrule. Which means uh, you delved into it and you solved the Mishnah to such an extent that after you're delving into it, you gave the solution? Is this is this the solution? So the Gemara says, well, they were impressed with Rabbi Nachman. The Gemara says, 
they themselves, the rabbis that were with Rav Nachman, they also solved the Mishnah the same way. So what were they telling uh, Rav Nachman, meaning they were saying, after your delving, is this the way you came out? I mean, that's the way they came out. I mean, that's, that's the interpretation of the Mishnah. <speaking in Hebrew> well, this is what they told him. <speaking in Hebrew> and they told Rav Nachman, did this interpretation become the tradition of how you explain the Mishnah. Would you hear? We delved into it. This is the way we explained it. But is this the? Is this it? Is this the accepted way we're going to explain the Mishnah according to the tradition? Amar So he said to them, "In." He said, "Yes, indeed. This is the accepted tradition. The way we explain the Mishnah. We know we came out with the same conclusion. Question is, is that it? He says, "Yes, that is it." Itmar Nameh Amar of Nachman Amar Shmuel. We have a statement from Rav Nachman, Neim Shmuel, Ha'cha Bi'ilan Ha'omed B'Shut Rabim Askinan Gavoa Asara V'Rachav Arba. It's a tree in the Shut Rabim that is ten high, four wide. Then it kaven Nishbot Lemata, and he wanted to make his residency in the Shut Rabim, and he placed the Eruv less than ten Tefachim of the tree. I, how could you get it? The Rabbi. Either using the tree or going from the Kamali to the Shut Rabim is only Sudra Banan, and therefore the Eru becomes viable at Ben Hashemashot. You could access it because it's only Sudra Banan, which is permissible according to the Ben Hashemashot. Therefore the Eru is Muta. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.